Now from the University of Okaboji, it's Okaboji Broadcast with Jeff Thee. Welcome to Okaboji Broadcast, everybody. I'm Jeff Thee. It's Women of Action Thursday, and I have here as my guest today, Kat Lockhart. She is, of course, uh, Arnold's Barkery. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. Oh, thanks for coming to the man cave. Sure. And, uh, we're talking. You are passionate about animals, are you? I am. I am. It's kind of my life. Yeah. It's what I'm known for. Well, people are known for a lot worse, trust me. That's for sure. Yeah. I don't mind it. If you care for animals, I think that means you, you're, unlike the Grinch, your heart is 10 times too big. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes it can be heartbreaking, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, you know, it's always uh, being that voice for the voiceless, as they say. Yep. And it truly is. It is. It absolutely is. Yeah. So in that text, you've got a fundraiser coming up here on uh, November 27th. 27th, yep. Let's talk about it. So it is, can you see, can I hold this up? Absolutely. Which way do you want me to hold? You're, tell you what. There we go. Right there. Good okay. job. <laughs> so it is Christmas for Critters. This will be the fourth year we've done it. We obviously had to miss a year because of COVID. Yeah. Um, it is at Miles Inn of Okaboji. So thanks to them for hosting and letting me kind of tear apart the bar and <laughs> kind of take over for a little while. Did they, have they hosted it before then? They or? have. Okay. Um, the very first year we did it downtown at Nautical. Um, and every year since then it's been at Miles. Yeah. It's just kind of a better situation. It's set up there. Um, and it's they've just got more room yeah, right. um, to do it there. So it's been successful every year. Um, so we set up um, the pool table there. I'm sure you've been in there. And oh, then yeah. the big long table is all auction items. And it's all a silent auction. So that's something people don't understand as a silent auction. It's obviously not a live person bidding. Right. You get assigned a number and you just keep outbidding the person on the paper. And that, to me, that's the fun, Cat. Yeah. I love, I'm, I'm like a very quiet vulture. I circle the room to the ones I bid on and yeah. kind of nonchalantly, is mine still bid? Okay. And yes. I'll keep moving. Or, or if someone's outbid me, I look around to see if anybody's looking. <laughs> well, and you can kind of give them grief. Yes. If you know who it is, like if you want to purposely outbid someone, you can kind of watch them. Yes. So the first couple years we did it with your name. You would write your name on the bid sheet. Well, now I've kind of turned it up a little where you get a number instead. So no one knows whose number they're yeah. bidding against. Unless you're really, really stalking them and you find out yeah. who's what number. And it's one of those instances where stalking is a good thing. For sure, for sure. <laughs> and it can be it's, fun. It's looked bad upon, but yeah. you know. Yes. Yeah. People give each other grief because they're just watching each other through the corner. And yeah. So it's, it's fun. It really is. Um, so anyway, so you bid on the item and obviously um, the more expensive items will have like a $5 bid increment instead right. of just a dollar. Right. Obviously, we want to make as much money as possible. Yes. Um, I know it's hard, you know, with COVID times too. So um, we kind of just, I'm trying to get better items to, to bring in a better bid amount. Right. And it's right before Christmas. So everything that we have is great Christmas ideas also. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so we have things from like candles, baskets, um, pet items, <laughs> um, apparel, um, bar and restaurant certificates, hair salon, gift baskets and certificates. There's a wide variety yeah. of things. There's something for everybody. Isn't it amazing how businesses and individuals just come out of the woodwork yes. around here to donate, whether it's a service or a yes. product or whatever, right. a meal, a, a bottle of wine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's a great way to get their name out there. Yep. New businesses, I'm not going to say who all yet, but we have some new businesses that are donating. And that's a good way to get people to learn who they are yes. and what they do. And it gives them a reason to go into that business if they have a certificate or something. Yep. Or maybe it's someone that you didn't even hear of yet. Right. 
Yeah. So it's a great way to, it's a win -win to do that. For yes. a business to do community that. unity is what I'm telling everybody. And that's what it is. And that's especially right. since it is for our community animals. Yeah. So the reason we are doing this is so all of the cash made, 100% of the proceeds, are going to. Um, and again, if I hold it up, I don't know if you can see the yep. logo on there. Yep. This sure blue can. logo. Yep. It's um, Lakes Community Animal Control. That's actually going to get changed to Lakes Community Animal Welfare. Okay. Um, the animal control is a little confusing. People think that's a city entity, oh, right. and it's not. Right. So we're going to change that to welfare, and that's also going to include a wide array of different animal services, okay. uh, which I can get into. But So the cash from the auction is going to go to this um, organization, right. which is uh, in the midst of becoming a 501c3 nonprofit, right. so it'll be a legal um, yeah. charity um, organization with the IRS. Right. So the money is going to that, and that money is used for supplies, vet supplies, or vet um, bills. So one of the big things is I have kittens and cats all the time. Yes. And so that helps me to pay for food, litter, supplies, laundry, cleaning. It takes a lot oh. just to care for them. Anybody who had, has had one cat yes. you know, knows what it takes. Yeah. Imagine but when that. I'm doing, the majority of the cats that I get are cats that I have to physically go trap. So the reason this started is we have an overabundance of feral cats in Dickinson County. Yeah. It's not just Okaboji or Arnold's Park. It is in every single town. Right. And no one either has the know-how or is willing to do it or has the time right. or has the space to put them or has the contacts to relocate them to farms. Because what we do is we, it takes sometimes several weeks to feed every single day, set the traps, yep. watch the traps, have right. neighbors watch, make sure it's not a raccoon that we get in there. Right. It takes a lot. Um, and you've got to not be scared of handling them and, and moving them. You have to get them to the vet clinic, get the surgeries done, yeah. make sure they're not sick. Um, I had two kittens that were near death. They were infested with fleas and ticks, oh. just bleeding from that. Right. And they were also covered in ringworm. Oh. So it was over $500. Yeah. to vet them, and that's not even counting the spay and neuter surgeries. Right, yeah. So that's where oh. it takes a lot, and yeah. I can't do it anymore out of pocket. Well. I just can't. Yeah, I don't think so that's where, expect you to. You well, know, some people do. I'm, yeah, I'm sure there's those. So that's where this has kind of started. I've been working with several people about trying to get some kind of organization, so it's not just me. Right. So we do need volunteers to help us in certain areas where we're trapping. Um, we need volunteers to drive them back and forth to the vet clinic. We need farmhouses to relocate them so they're not in town. Right. So then it's easier for me to tell who's if they're still in town, they've not been spayed or neutered. I don't want to keep feeding or trapping the same cats. Right. Yes. Exactly. So if I can get farmhouses that are willing to house them like in a crate for a week, yep. get them kind of acclimated, yep. recover from surgery, and then they can let them loose and hopefully still feed in water. Yeah. But then the cats can learn to trap they've already, or to hunt because uh -huh, they've yeah. already been outside. Yes. Um, and then it's kind of a come and go, yeah. you know, whether they stay or they go, but then I know that those are taken it's care of best possible situation for a feral cat anyway. yes yes um yeah. and, and and it'll be a never-ending task because there are so many kittens oh, and sure. so many cats we've already done upwards of 75 cats this year oh. and that's a lot yeah and that's a lot and that's probably a portion of what's out there 
small portion. Yeah, right. Because this has mainly just been in two separate communities in town. Yeah. That's not even hitting other towns and other areas. Right. So it's really, sometimes it's devastating when you do see how sick they are. And I currently have one that has what I call a dead eye. Mm -hmm. He's blind in one eye. Yeah. It was terribly infected. So now he didn't lose the eye. It's there, but it's it's pointless. Right. Yeah. So he's, you know, one eyeing it and he's as friendly as can be, but he's super, super thin. He goes to the vet this next week. So hopefully nothing's severely wrong with him yeah. because that's another part. Right. If it's something they can't be cured from, then I have to make the decision to euthanize. Right. Yeah. And obviously that's a devastating, devastating I don't want that. And it's not free. Exactly. Another cost. Yep. Um, so, and uh, so that's the main thing is the, is the cat issue. That's how this whole thing started. Right. There's also problems with dogs. Um, we're obviously a tourist area. Mm -hmm. People lose their dogs all the time. Yeah. So a perfect example is a woman was up here and this has been maybe a month ago. Um, well, I didn't know about the woman. All I got was a frantic phone call saying this dog has been down on this embankment for at least since eight o'clock this morning. Mm -hmm. And this is five o'clock at night. And I was like, okay, well, we're, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. So they said, well, some fishermen left in the morning and just bare spotted this little dog and it was down like 15 feet yeah. and there was no docks, no way he could get out of there. Oh my gosh. And they came back and saw he was still there. So then they started calling and talking to people. Yeah. They didn't know whose dog it was. Thankfully, someone knew to contact me. Right. So I had just gotten home from work, showered, was kind of relaxing. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I go over there and couldn't even see the dog because it was on a public boat access in a corner, just nothing but trees. Right. Couldn't see him anywhere. I ended up sliding down on my butt. 15 oh. feet down, oh my goodness. mud, trees, and I'm just kind of looking at trees to help stop me along the way. Yeah. Um, couldn't have my phone to record it, which I wanted to in case the dog came at me or something, right. which thankfully he didn't. Right. So I get down, or there was someone out on a boat, and I said, tell me where I'm going because I can't see. Yeah. So I got down there, and they're like, he's right over there. So I went, and then I turned my phone on to kind of show what I had to get through. Yeah. Found this poor little Sheltie dog who possibly had been there for several, several days. Oh he had been God. missing for a week. Oh. So he could have been down there the entire seven days. Yeah. We just don't know. Right. But he could not get back up. There was He couldn't just go out to the water. Um, so I just kind of made my way to him, and thankfully he was friendly, but he was so dehydrated oh, sure. and scared. He couldn't have done anything if he wanted to. Yeah. So I'm kind of, then I get him picked up, and I'm like, well. Now what? <laughs> how, do I, how do I get back up now? What am I going to do? You can't rappel down and right. climb up. Yeah. So somebody did come with a couple of ropes and they're winding them in and out of trees thinking, well, we're going to have to do it that way because yeah. there's just no other way. Oh, and so I kind of started looking and I'm like, but I have no hand use. Right. I can only go on my knees and it's wet and it's mud and there's trees and oh. it's, this is not possible. Right. So someone said, well, we have a canoe. And I said, go, go get it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Yeah. So I had to kind of walk through the water to get onto the canoe carrying the dog. Mm. And again, thankfully, he was just so out of it. Yeah, um, right. He, I think a couple more, he may have been dead the next day. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so by the time I got him back up and I had called the police immediately and said, I'm heading there, come meet me because I don't know where to take him. The shelter's not answering. And this is obviously a police deal right right um since i'm not affiliated with the city so they should we get the dog up to safety to my car an officer was there so i kind of handed him over showed him the pictures took a few more and he got him to the shelter right away well in the meantime i had put a post up on facebook yeah i saw that um and um the director of people for pets and spencer said we had someone call a week ago 
about a little Sheltie. So she's digging through, finding the information, gets me in contact with the owner. It was her dog, and she was beyond happy and devastated because they were leaving the next day. So they ended up staying because they had to uh, claim the dog at the shelter. Um, So since got the dog, got him home, took him to the vet, he had some issues because he was so dehydrated and not in a good spot, but I have since heard back from her and he's doing great. But that's another thing where we don't have someone to call. Yeah. The officer, which I won't say who, said, well, I'm glad they called you because I couldn't have gotten down there. And he said he wouldn't have. No. So, and, and I don't blame them for that because they're not animal control. Right. But in our, in our city codes, it is the police take care of it if they have time, okay. if they're available. Okay. And I completely understand that. Yeah. They don't go to the police academy to learn how to become an animal control right. officer. But it's also not my job. Right. I'm going to do it to the best that I can, and hopefully they would too, but if I hadn't been available and he wouldn't have, what would we have yeah. done? Yeah. And that little shelter probably would be gone now. Exactly. Yeah. You know so that's... You're, you're Batman for pets. I try. Everyone calls me Catwoman, you know, which is fitting. I'm like, well... <laughs> I just, I can't sit at home knowing that, well, I'm just going to sit here and watch TV while this well, little dog is there. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just cannot. I would be Thank sick to myself. you have that caring heart, Kat. Yeah. I just think that's wonderful. Yep. Yeah. Well, like I said, someone has to do it. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the part of this animal welfare okay. um, is to offer more services. If the police cannot help or... If, let me start over. We want this to turn into a city position, a county position, mm-hmm. and have a true legal animal control officer. They will go through the comm center, through the police department. You will call 911 or the regular police number. Right. They will be dispatched. It will be logged. It will be... Um, taken into account of where they went, who it was, who the owner was. It can be kept on file if it's a repeat offender of something. Yep. And this is just not something in my capacity I can do yeah. full-time. Yeah, exactly. So I'm really pushing the county and all of the cities to join forces together. Mm-hmm. This could be done in a matter of probably a few weeks. If they all got together, because I've spoken to them all individually, mm-hmm. and they're all on board for it, but they're just not doing anything. Yeah. And I don't want to throw, you know, the city organizations or council under the bus, but it is, it is their job to vote and to discuss and to make this happen. Right. Me as an individual, I can't do this. Yeah. So I'm going to board of supervisors and city councils and talking to the sheriff's department and the police departments, yeah. and we all want it to happen. We all just need to get that community unity together. Yeah, it's community unity. And actually yep. get it going yeah. because it's just getting worse day by day by day. Yeah. There's a current situation in Milford of some animals that were being starved. And I've had to call the police probably five times a day to make sure that they got out. And they finally got the dogs out, but other animals were left behind. I have to keep calling, and that's another thing. The animal control would have that capacity to ensure that charges are pressed. All animals are taken out and taken care of. And that that person just doesn't do it again because they were just let off the hook. We have to have stronger laws and stronger welfare and stronger education right. and more care for the animals in our entire community, yeah. whether it's a tourist or a local. Right, right. It just has to happen. Yeah. Well, wonderful that you're doing the event. And again, it's on the 27th of this yes. month. And yes. that, that falls on a... That is a Saturday. On a Saturday. It's the Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. It's from 2 to 6. 
Um, normally we do it at night. This year we're doing it a little different since it's uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. So we can kind of hit the afternoon people, the midday, and then the beginners going out for the night. Well, yeah. So the auction will end right at 6 o'clock. Um, so you don't have to come until the very end or you can sit there the whole time and kind of watch it. Yeah. We're discussing having a buy now option for people that can't stay till the end then the price would be a little higher than retail right. price. Yep, got a minimum price there. To yes, yeah. okay. so you can pay for it right then and take it and go. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll have to stay until 6, yeah. until the bidding ends. That's, I think that's a neat way of doing it. It yeah. makes it easy for everybody. Well, it's, it's a holiday weekend, so yeah. if people have their dinner that night and can't stay, you still have the option of buying something and donating to a good cause. Exactly. If there's large um, cash donations that people want to make, again, the 501c3 is being filed. Okay. We will have one year to backdate a tax receipt so okay. they can still get a tax write-off for a charitable donation. Okay. Very good. So, and I'm hoping we'll get some of our bigger companies in town that can very much afford yeah. to give large donations to get them on board also. And it's the holiday season. The, the giving. The time for giving. It's time for giving. Yes. That's exactly right. Yes. Kat, I appreciate you coming in here talking about this and, and all the work you do for the, for the voiceless. It's thank you. Very sweet and kind of you. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you for taking the time and helping me get this out there. It's hey, This is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not like you. This is what I do. This is what I do. Yep. <laughs> all right. Our guest today, Kat Walker, again from Arnold's Barkery, and of course with them, I want to say a Christmas for Critters fundraiser coming up on November 27th at Smiles. We thank Kat for joining us. We thank you for watching us right here on Okaboji Broadcast. Okaboji Broadcast from the studios at Historic Arnold's Park Amusement Park is brought to you in part by the headquarters of the University of Okaboji is at the Three Suns, open Monday through Saturday 10 to 5 and Sunday from 10 to 4. The Scott Troutman State Farm Agency in Spirit Lake. Quest Wealth Management, a financial advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, advisor Jan Spielman, AJ Spielman, and Erica Wachholz. Duckies Marine and Motorsports Repair in Spirit Lake. Bank Midwest, Dream Big, Plan Wisely, Live Well. Lakes Regional Healthcare and Avera Partner. Ruthven Locker at the Lake, where carnivores are welcome on Hill Avenue in Spirit Lake. Beck Engineering in Spirit Lake. B Radiant Laser Skin Studio in the Okaboji Plaza in Okaboji. 